Greetings Weary Wanderer and welcome back to Lonely TTRPG, the solo actual play and review podcast. This week we are playing Godspark by M. Allen Hall. So right up front, just a couple things to note. This is a playtest version, so everything you see in here is going to be in mild shades of development. The game is pretty much done, but it is getting ready to launch on Kickstarter on 23 January. So what we have here is the playtest version so that you all, my lovely viewers, will be able to get a sneak peek at this game before it hits Kickstarter. So to play, what you're going to need is you're going to need the book, your saint sheet, a couple D6s, a standard deck of cards, some tokens, and a pencil or erasable pen. Rune Day, a purgatorial space of dead gods and living saints. You were a saint granted new life by the last of your god's power, a god spark. That power is fading. Soon, your god will be gone, as will you. To survive, you will need to collect more god sparks. You do not need food. You do not need water. You do not even need air. You only need more god sparks. You will not be the only one looking for them. Other living saints of other dead gods travel the cracked surface of Runa Day, their eyes scouring sunless sky above, waiting for the next godfall. When they spot a falling god, they race toward it, hoping to be the first to pillage god sparks from the corpse as the god's last bits of energy spawn new saints and angels. Saints will be left alone, as they will most likely fade before they understand what they are. Angels are another story. These powerful celestial beings bent on protecting their creators refuse to be ignored. Either destroy them and take their sparks or hide and hope they cannot find you. Here you are standing next to the corpse of your own deity, their spark burning in your chest. You must make your way through your god's body and collect what scraps the other saints have left behind. You must move quickly for you will need those sparks for what comes next. A shadow looms high over the horizon. God sparks are everything. They are collected while exploring the Godfalls. They can be found whole, but they're most likely going to be in fragments. So on your saint sheet, which is your character sheet, you're going to have a place to mark your God sparks and your fragments. But you are a saint. And as a saint, when you start off, you get two things up front. First, you're going to have a life die and a fragment die. All right, the life die is going to be how much life you have. You're going to start off with a six. The fragment die is going to be how many partial god sparks you have. And so anytime you find any fragments, you will update that fragment die in order to include those. So to start off the game, you're going to start off with one fragment god spark and six life. Again, as you progress through the game, you're going to be finding God Sparks and Fragments all throughout the areas. You will keep updating your Fragments. When your dice hits 6, then you can turn that back to 0 and mark your sheet with an available God Spark. But your goal is to fill up all your available God Spark positions and fill up your Fragment die so that you can perform your ascension miracle which is the end game 
Other things you may find while you are exploring are relics. Relics are your basic power increases. So you have weapons, armor, and transport. Each relic at least has a power of one, but up to three. So the way it works is the power of the relic determines the number of dice that are rolled when it's used. So if your relic has a power one, you roll one dice or one extra die, depending on what it is. And, you know, if it has a power two, you roll two dice, three, three dice. That's how it works. But one of the interesting things about the relics on here is if you roll a one any time you use that relic, you will reduce that relic power level by one. So your two becomes a one, your one becomes a zero. If it becomes a zero, your relic is destroyed. For exploration, this is a hex space exploration. So at the start of certain turns, you're going to roll a D66. All right, that's 2D6. And you're going to use that to determine where your godfall lands. At which point, you will then move about the map in an attempt to get there. So moving about the map, exploring the map, you will be able to move one hex right off the bat. And then if you have a transportation relic, then you can roll it and any success, you get to move an additional hex. But the goal is to get to where the Godfalls have landed. Once you get to the Godfall, then you can explore it. And to explore a Godfall, this is where your deck's going to come in. So your Godfall's level is going to be based on how long it takes you to get there. That determines how many levels it has. That determines how many cards you draw. At that point, you just start flipping over the cards one at a time to explore the levels and responding to the prompts in the back of the book. Now, again, you do have to be careful. Some of the Godfalls do have angels in them. And the angels are intent on protecting their Godfall. In order to do that, they will use unholy violence. For unholy violence, angels will always attack first, and then you will be able to retaliate. So for an attack, the angel is going to roll their attack die. And you're going to add all that up, and that's going to be the total attack damage. If you have armor, then you get to roll your armor in an attempt to reduce the damage taken to a maximum of three. So you can reduce up to three damage each turn. At that point, you will then reduce the pips on your life die by the damage remaining. Now, if the damage exceeds the amount of pips remaining on the life die, then you kind of have two things that you can do. First, if you have an extra life, you will be able to use that extra life, go back up to six health, and then reduce any remaining damage. Otherwise, you're going to roll on, you're going to roll a D6, and you're going to remove that result from what is called your death circle, and then you will add that many pips back to your life die. So, for example, you have two life left, the angel rolls a four, you have no armor, you take two damage, use your extra life, go back up to six, take the remaining two damage, you are now at four life. Or, conversely, you take all that damage, you have no more extra lives, you roll on the death circle, and you get a three. You come back up with three health. But with the death circle, you do want to mark off what you have rolled, because if you roll that again, then 
You are martyred. There is no more coming back. Now, for your retaliation, after the angel has attacked, you have your opportunity to retaliate. You can either choose to retaliate with violence, rolling your weapon die, adding up the number, and that's how much is that's how much damage is dealt to the angel. If you take them to zero, then the angel is destroyed. You get to collect any fragments they are carrying. Or you can choose to perform a miracle, which we'll talk about here in a second. Or you can try to escape. In order to try and escape, you're going to roll D6 is equal to the power of your transport, one, two, or three. If you don't have a transport, you can't escape. For every die that rolled a two or greater, you get to move one area closer to the beginning of the Godfall level. If for some reason none of your dice rolled above a two, then your escape fails. You're going to add up your rolled dice, and if the result is greater than the angel's remaining life pips, the escape was successful, and the angel does not pursue you. Otherwise, it pursues you to the new area. If your escape was successful, the angel disappears, and you can continue to explore beyond its area. If the angel pursues you, it spends its entire turn trying to catch you, so you can make another turn right after that. Or if your escape fails, your turn ends and the angel attacks you. However, if you get back to the final area of the Godfall level and you successfully get out of the Godfall completely, the angel does not and cannot pursue you. The round is going to end and you have to find a new Godfall during the next round. Because that is one thing you cannot continue to re-explore the same Godfall. Once you explore it, that is all that is left. So again... You find your Godfall, it has however many levels are assigned to it. So let's say it has four levels, you encounter an angel on level three. You attempt to attack it, you realize it's too strong, you try to run away on the next turn, but the angel still has seven health, and you only have one D6. Well, you know that you're going to continue to be pursued, but you successfully... You successfully run from level 3 to 2, then from 2 to 1, then from 1 out. The angel does not pursue you out, but you cannot re-explore the Godfall. For miracles, miracles are the magic of Runa Day. Saints use miracles to create relics, escape danger, and speed up their travel. Most importantly, performing the miracle of ascension is the only way for the saint to escape the purgatory of Runa Day. If your saint can gather the god sparks necessary to perform this miracle, you win the game. So to perform a miracle, you are going to choose which miracle you want to do. And you're going to choose the power that you want to perform that miracle at. Because some can be performed at multiple powers. Choose how many of your god sparks you want to, use, or you want to risk performing the miracle. And roll that many d6s. Now be careful... Because anytime you roll a 1, that God Spark is going to fade. However, if the number of dice that roll 2 or higher is greater than or equal to the power of the miracle, the miracle is successful. If not, it fails. So, for example, you choose to perform a Endurance Miracle to travel faster at a power level of 2. You need to roll or you need to risk two God Sparks at least in order to do that. And both of them roll above or both of them roll a three. The miracle is successful. However, if you roll a three and a one, the miracle 
fails. And in addition to failing, you now have a fading God Spark. Now, with these fading God Sparks, they're not completely worthless just yet. You can have up to four fading God Sparks at a time. And at any time, you can expend that God Spark in order to re-roll and use whichever roll you want to use. But once you make that roll, then the fading God Spark finally crumbles to dust and is no more. Other things that may happen while you're exploring your Godfall is you might run into other saints. And it is entirely possible that those saints may choose to follow you and become one of your apostles. If you acquire apostles in this way, they're not going to get their own full sheets. All they will have is a power level. And that's going to be the dice that they roll. And you can use your apostles to help out if you are being attacked. So if you get attacked by an angel, after the angel attacks you, it will immediately attack your apostle. If you choose to retaliate on your turn after your attack, your apostle will also attack. If you perform a miracle, your apostle will make an attack after your miracle is complete, as long as you're still in violence. And if you successfully escaped, your apostle does not do anything. Now, we've talked a little bit about martyrdom. Martyrdom is the end of the game for you. Because after all, Saints of Runaday are not exactly alive. So dying again is a complicated process. So there are three ways martyrdom can occur. Violence, you lose your last life die and you no longer have any extra lives. You don't have anything left on your death circle. You have rolled the same number on your death circle. At that point, you are shattered by the attack and the game is over. There's also existential decay. Every round at the end or every round at the end of the round, you will lose one pip of life. If you lose your last pip of life this way, you may perform one final miracle. If you cannot perform extend life or extension, then you will crumble to dust. As you fall to the ground, you realize what the piles of dirt were that you have been seeing during your travels. Grim memorials to dead saints lying undisturbed in this airless prison. And finally, time. You only have 16 rounds to perform your ascension. If you do not ascend by round 16, what divine energy you do have leaves your body in an explosion of light and sound. So again, to recap the gameplay flow, at the beginning of a round, you are going to cross off the number of rounds in the round roll on your character sheet. If there's an X in any of the God rows for that round, you're going to roll a D66 in order to determine where the new Godfall is. Now you can travel or explore. If you travel, move to an adjacent hex, use your transportation relic if you have one. Once you've done that, you can try to perform any other miracles that you want, reduce your life by one pip, and go back to the beginning of a new round. If you choose to explore, then you determine how many levels your Godfall has based on what round it took you to get there. You're going to deal a row of cards face down on the table equal to the level of your Godfall. Flip the first card, resolve the offense, move on to the next card until you run out of cards. Once you're done with that, move the cards, move the used cards to a discard pile and exit the Godfall, end your turn 
by performing any miracle that you would like and reducing your life by one pip. But before we dive on into gameplay, once again, I do want to mention that we have started a brand new TTRPG travel zine called Wandering Worlds. This is a system agnostic travel zine designed to provide fabulous locations, interesting people, and fun activities for you to use in any of your games. You can pick up Wandering Worlds on DriveThruRPG for just $5 an issue. By all means, please go check that out. It's a great way to help support the podcast. But if spending money is not in your budget, and gods know that it's tough for a lot of people right now, then please, by all means, like, comment, share, subscribe. All of that stuff helps out. At some point, we might get big enough that you know some of these platforms that we're posting on will decide to grace us with a couple pennies from the ad revenue. But regardless of all of that, it is now time to dive on into the gameplay of Godspark. All right, so first things first, we need to roll 2d6 in order to determine where our Godfall has landed. And we got Hex 44. So we awaken on parched earth, staring up at a sunless void of a sky, and yet still blazing with light and heat. The only shadow coming from the corpse of now our former god, Triamba, laying next to us. Triamba, the all-seeing god of knowledge and insight. There is nothing else that we can do except to try and salvage what we can. So, because we, because we found Triamba on the first round, there are four levels. So, Triamba has four levels. So, four levels mean we will be drawing four cards to explore. And for the initial level, as we enter into the quickly decaying body of Triamba, we get the Queen of Hearts. A cobblestone street, small houses stand to either side, dark, cold, and decrepit. At the corner, a small fire burns in a metal barrel. This space is empty. So unfortunately, right off the bat, our God has not favored us with any fragments. So we dive deeper and find a ten of hearts. A large chamber with rows of desks. It is a mess. Furniture destroyed, books and paper everywhere. The smell of char and ozone fills the space. At your feet, a body is dressed in a dark robe, the same size as your own, but with sharpened teeth and claws. A whisper of Triamba, killed by another saint. You find one relic. So we will roll 1d6 and got a 4. We found a plus 1 transport. Alright. So it would seem that... It would seem that this whisper was attempting to waylay some other saint, but landed on landed on the saint's ox cart. And it appears the saint decided that the cart was damaged or not worthy of repair. However, on closer inspection, there seems to be very little actual damage to this. 
So we take the cart and bring it with us as we move further down the levels. And we get a six of diamonds for level three. You enter a cramped library, motes of dust, sparkle, and shafts of sunlight from windows high on the walls. The smell of leather and old paper brings back memories of your previous life. But with that, we do find ourselves one fragment, bringing our Godspark fragments up to two. Moving on to our final level, Seven of Spades. Another library, another memory, and another fragment. And that brings an end to round one. So as we leave the carcass of our god, we feel our energy drain, bringing us down to five life, and we prepare to set out on a new day. Now we roll 2d6 to determine our next godfall. And we got 5-3. How very fortunate for us that it lands relatively close. So on the morning of day two, we see a streak through the sky and hear an explosion of impact not too far away. We set our sights toward the rising cloud of dust and start making our way in that direction. Now the bright side is we do have a transport with a power of one. So we do get to move one space for free. And then we will now attempt to use our transport to move the remaining space as the new Godfall was only two spaces away from us. We rolled a four on our transport. That means that we do get to travel an additional space. And we end the day in the shadow of the body of Moonjar. But as it is the end of the day, our life drains one more, bringing us to four and moving over to day three. And for day three, we stand in the shadow of Moonjar the Vast, a miles-long sea serpent, god of ocean, storm, and emotion. And because we got here relatively quickly, there are six levels that we get to explore. So moving into the first level, we get a king of hearts. You enter a long stone tunnel. You can hear running water somewhere in the distance. Footsteps approach from behind you. Many footsteps. You start to run, but a moment later, a withering, wriggling mass of limbs slams into your back. It is too dark to see any details, but you lash out as best you can. You are attacked by a scion of Moonjar. Now this is particularly bad, because I have no weapon. Scions have a life of 12 pips. An attack of 2d6. So, there is nothing I can do to attack this thing. I have no way to attack it. I, have, I do not have enough fragments to even perform a miracle to try and get a weapon. So, first and foremost, let us see how much damage this Scion does on its attack. And it does three damage. So, from my four, that brings me down to one pip. Now I need to attempt to run away. Luckily, I rolled a six. So I was able to run away. Unfortunately for me, that does take me all the way out of this godfall. So while I have escaped the scion, there is no more exploration that I can do. And I have gained nothing from this encounter. And as 
my day comes to an end. My last pip fades away. So now we roll 1d6 on our death circle. And we got a 5. So I cling to life and bring myself back up to 5 health. Unfortunately, the next godfall is not templated to happen until day 6. And I am on day 4. So there's no point in traveling anywhere because I don't know where to go. So I might as well just skip ahead to day 6. And lose two more life. So now I'm back at three. But on the morning of day six, I see another streak in the sky. The Two-Face lands on Hex 5-4, which is really lucky, right next to where I'm at. So I spend the remainder of my day moving towards this new Godfall. Go down to two life. And start day seven. Now, again, because we were right next door, we get a full six cards that we get to draw. Hopefully this works out better than the last time. Unfortunately, Gemma is the god of secrets and hidden places, patron of spies and assassins. So I'm not holding out a whole lot of hope here, but I really need something. Unfortunately, I got another king and I'm attacked uh, I stand at the edge of a stream deep in the swamp. I consider how to cross when an enormous crocodile erupts out of the water and I'm attacked by a scion of Gemma. So again, right off the bat, 2d6, that is 7 damage, which, so I lose 2. I rolled a 6 on my death die. So I come back up to 6, however... I still have five damage remaining. So that like immediately back down to one. I will attempt to once again run away. I got a two, which is enough to get out of the Godfall. So once again, I am almost killed and have nothing to show for it. Also, once again, it is three days until the new Godfall. So again, I at the end of this day, I move from one to zero. I roll on my death dice and got a two. So day eight begins. I am at two life. That is another two days until the next Godfall. So again, I need to roll on my death circle because I will have lost both of those life by the time of the Godfall. Luckily, I rolled a three. So I am back up to three life. As light streaks across the sky once again, and another god falls, landing in hex 4-2. Luckily, again, only two hexes away from me, so I've been getting very lucky with where these guys land. Beginning my travel, I move one. I will use my transportation relic to move the remaining hex as I rolled a three. That ends day 10. My life drops down to two. And again, I have six levels that I can attempt to explore as I move to delve into the fallen remains of Adraxan, the Whispered, the god no one would admit to worshiping, a god of rage and pain served only by secret cults. 
So for the first level, I got a six of spades. You stand atop a sheer cliff. A waterfall roars beside you. As you watch, the water runs in rivers of red blood. However, luckily, I do gain a, I do find a fragment along this waterfall. Bringing me up to four Godspark fragments. Delving deeper, I get the Queen of Spades. Where I walk into a pitched battle between a saint in a suit of hydraulically powered armor and a four-armed cyclops, an aspect of a Draxon. The saint blasts the aspect with an explosive, knocking it towards you. Knocking it toward me. I can take one action of unholy violence and then the aspect gets to its feet and attacks both me and the other saint. The saint called Nyx. And while Nyx could potentially join me as an apostle, unfortunately, I still don't even have a weapon. I have no way of attacking. So as this aspect turns toward me, one of the strongest angels in the realm... There is no defense that I have, nothing that I can do as it strikes out upon me, and I am no more. So that is Godspark. So initial thoughts, all right? And again, take a lot of this with a grain of salt because this is the playtest. First and foremost, I love the vibe of this game. This has a really great vibe to it. This does have a really strong vibe. Absolutely enjoy the vibe. I think there's some balancing that needs to to happen. I feel like at the very least you need to be able to start with a relic because I never got the opportunity to get a weapon, which meant I never got an opportunity to attempt to engage any of the angels or find any fragments within any of the other godfalls. Now, I got really lucky with where all the gods landed. However, every single one, except er, except for the first and last one, however, with those godfalls, like the first two that you could run into combat, I, on my first card, ran into an angel. And without a weapon, there's nothing I can do. I just immediately lose pretty much all of my life because it's not like I even ran into the weak ones. I just immediately lose all of my life and had no way of no way of combating them, which makes for a very rough experience. And I know that, you know, this was just how it shook out. And if I played again, it would not work out like that. Hopefully. But it is hard to find fragments. Like the best way to get fragments, honestly, is to engage with the angels because all of the other, all of the other fragment prompts are, Hey, you find one fragment. So if I'm only finding one fragment in a room, the only way to get close to getting a God spark is to engage the angels. And if I have no way of engaging the angels, then, you know, what's the point? So like, I feel like you need to start with a weapon. But, you know, outside of that dis outside of that disappointment, the rest of it, the rest of it really good. I do like, I do like the hex. I do like how the godfalls are determined, just rolling on the hex and seeing where they land. 
I think that is really great. The travel is... So I say the travel is not bad. But that's also because, again, I was very lucky where everything landed. Like everything ended up landing within one or two hexes from me. Which, you know, meant that I was finding every Godfall at its maximum level. But... Like I still I still love I still love hex crawls. Hex crawls are great. I almost wish there was like something that would happen during travel. Because again, depending on where the Godfall lands, there might be a round or two of travel that you have to take to get to it. And then not having anything happen during that time, you know, not having anything happen between several rounds of finishing exploration and the next Godfall, you know, it just becomes, it just becomes move my life down while I wait, you know, which is fine. But in real life, I can already feel my life pips draining away every day while nothing's happening. So, you know, it'd be nice if there was a chance for something to happen during like travel or while you're waiting especially to provide opportunities to do things like get more God Sparks. Like I get it. It makes sense that they would be concentrated in the Godfalls, but at the same time, the story does say that there are other things moving throughout the world. So, okay. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't run into an angel out in the wasteland between Godfalls. But, you know, running into running into something that would have a fragment or or two, you know, some type of some type of trade, some type of deal, something like that, you know, might be might be a way to help out. But again, like I also got very unlucky with my playthrough. So, you know, take this criticism with a grain of salt. But like I said, this has a this has a great vibe to it. The vibe is really good. The world is evocative m allen hall doesn't spend a lot on specific world building because their intent is for you to be able to insert your own flavor and flair and culture in it which is great but what little they do put in there like i said is very evocative the descriptions of the gods are wonderful very you know very economical all the God descriptions are only a couple sentences, but still provides a very powerful image of what these gods were and what some of their relationships were. So again, this does have a really good vibe to it. This does have does have a great feel as long as you're not unlucky like I am. But if you would like to test your luck and hopefully perform a couple miracles of your own, then you can find Godspark on Kickstarter. For any future listeners, that means that I will have the link in the description down below. So go ahead and click on it, check it out, make sure to make sure to back it. And if you do back it, let them know that Steel Stash sent you. And remember, I must ask y'all to stay awesome. This has been a Black Dragon Dungeon Company production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating with your podcatcher. It really helps get us out to more people and spreads our name out there. Or you can share us with a friend. Other ways you can help support the show is you can check out some of our products over on itch.io or drive through RPG. 
You can also join our Patreon to receive early access and have the opportunity to ask us any questions that you want. You can find us on Twitter at BDDC underscore pod, or you can email us at blackdragondungeoncompany at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.